0: Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Not long ago, I had the the opportunity to go back home to to Virginia to to visit with family and friends, and and I remember being around uh, different relatives and and different relatives who hadn't seen me in a while, and and some of them would would make comments about how wow you just you're looking more and more like your dad or you're, or you look like this, and 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 you know maybe you've heard that expression. You're the spitting image. I, I didn't quite get that, but but sometimes we've heard that expression that so and so is the spitting image of, of someone else. And that when you think about the term, it's kind of gross, but it's it's meant to be a compliment. And, and that that idea that that our image, how we look looks like somebody else. The Bible says in Colossians chapter one, it says, for he, speaking about Jesus, he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Jesus rescued us from darkness. Over the summer, I've been doing a uh, our, our summer version or our summer series. And just looking at light and, and how, how God has either called us to be um, miniature lights in this world or how we're called to walk in the light. And, and different passages really draw um, and draw emphasis on on light as it relates to believers. And Colossians says, that we've been rescued from darkness, which means we're no longer in darkness, we're in light. And we're now in the kingdom of the son, in Jesus's kingdom, and he's forgiven us of our sins. And it says he is the image of the invisible God. He is the spitting image of God. He is, he is um, he, God used Jesus to shine light on himself. And so as Jesus came into the picture of earth and its humanity, we got to see light on who God is. We got to see light uh, on the image of the invisible God. And, and so Jesus gave us this opportunity to see what God looks like. Mm-hmm. Just like when, when, say, someone sees me and they say, you really look like your grandpa, or you really look like someone else in your family. You, you, you share some similarities. Well, not only does Jesus share similarities, uh, it says he is the firstborn of all creation, but he was with God creating. The scripture says that he was in the beginning. And, and we are familiar with that idea in scripture, but I wanted us to just kind of think a little bit about the image of God. And scripture through Jesus's walk in life, he, it taught us more about what the image of God, what it revealed about who God is. So the image of God, is revealing more about who God is. So Jesus came to reveal more about God's plan and to deliver us from darkness. So I wanna read, and that that is the backdrop, I wanna read out of Mark chapter seven. And Mark chapter seven is an encounter where Jesus heals someone, and I'm gonna not get into it before reading it, but um, the the story is an amazing display of, 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 of Jesus showing off God. And so if if he is the invisible image of God, what do we learn about God through Mark chapter 7? The scripture says, Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. And there some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to, to place his hand on them. And after he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephathatha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. And Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said, He even makes the deaf hear and the mute to speak. What do we see about God in this passage? If Jesus is the invisible image of God, if he is the image of the invisible God, it means that light was, was, was shown onto Jesus and illuminated for all to see a glimpse of God. What do we see about God through Jesus in this story? Well, one of the things we see here is that They they asked Jesus if he would just touch him if he just put his hands on them if he would because they had seen Jesus do that in the past and and it usually resulted in 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 a healing that would take place and so they started to expect certain things and 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 the problem with expecting God to do certain things the same way every time is we we sometimes put God in a box and maybe that's a conversation or an expression you've heard. But we can't expect him, God, to be predictable, but we can't expect him to be dependable. We can expect him to be faithful. The scripture says uh, in, in Isaiah, the prophet, he said this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts your thoughts. and the mountains and the hills before you shall speak uh, shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands it's a, it's a very beautiful poetic uh, passage and 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 here in the prophet isaiah's writing but that first that that first phrase really captures the essence of this god says my thoughts are not your thoughts what i think about things And the way I think about things, even the way I go about things, God says, is unpredictable. You cannot predict me. And so Jesus, they thought if Jesus could just lay his hands on this man, he'd be healed like everybody else. But Jesus does something pretty interesting. He puts his fingers in the man's ears. Now that's unorthodox. I think most of us would would admit that when when someone comes to the altar at the church to pray, I mean, you don't see anyone really putting their fingers in, in their ears. Well, then he does something pretty pretty gross. It says, then he spit on his hand and touched the man's tongue. See, when you think about spit, you're thinking about that's all the germs that you can possibly muster up. You're giving it now to someone else. But Jesus is showing us something here that, that I think it, it helps cement an idea that is God's not predictable. Yes, he is the, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, but just because he did something one way in the past doesn't mean he has to do something the same way in the future. He is a creative God. Remember what it says in Colossians that I read? He's the firstborn of all creation. In other words, he understands what it means to create. He understands the beauty of the creation, what he has done. He was with God, creating and, and what the scripture says to us is that he is not going to be predictable. Just because maybe you read that he did something in the past like that, he, he could do it a whole different way. And so what does he do? He touches, um, he spits on his hand, touches the guy's tongue, pretty gross, right? Um, but what does he do? What is dependable? What is faithful? Though, it, though his actions were unorthodox, though the way he did it was different, the man was healed. And, and, and it's just a reminder that God is faithful. He might not do it the same way. Maybe what you're going through right now, maybe what you've been praying for, you're thinking, well, why doesn't he do it like he did in Mark chapter seven? Or, or why doesn't he do it just the way I ask? Because I feel like my motives are right. I don't know why God does the things he does, but I do understand that mm, my brain and my thoughts are nowhere close to understanding his thoughts. And how he does things in his ways and my ways are distinctly different. Um, but he goes on in Isaiah and he says, but you're going to be led in joy and peace. If we keep believing in him and trusting in him. He is dependable. He is faithful. And he is the image of the invisible God who can who can create a miracle and do something amazing that we can't predict. And we've got to stop putting him and in, 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 in putting expectations on him because he can do immeasurably more than we can ever ask hope or think. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 145, 13, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You're ruled throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises for he is gracious in all he does. God is faithful to complete his promises. It would probably serve us um, well if we would start to memorize and understand and think about the promises of God and, and, and instead of, just asking God to do what we think we want him to do, but to understand that he is faithful throughout all generations. His promises are sure, and maybe we need to rest more on those promises because he's not predictable, but he is dependable, and he will come through, just as he did in the story where he touches the man, touches the man's tongue with his own spit, and he looks up into heaven, the Bible says in verse 34, and he has this deep sigh before he says uh, this word, which is, uh, that goes all the way back to a Chaldean word, Ephathah, or "ephatha." Um, it says he has this deep sigh. And just like you can't, you and I can't expect him to be predictable, um, maybe it, maybe it's gonna be difficult to understand, but, but I can't help but wonder, what was he sighing about? When you think about a sigh, it's like a, a sigh of, it's like letting it all out. Or was there more? Was there more going on in this sigh? Sometimes Jesus would sigh because the people didn't get it. They He would tell them, and then he'd have to re-explain it again and again and again. And, and maybe that's what's going on. The word, in it's interesting enough, the word that they use for sigh here in this passage is a word called stenos, which has a, a root word for the, the meaning straight. Jesus has this sigh that... Uh, and they don't get it. And and he's trying to make it clear. He's trying to make the way straight for them to understand, and they just don't get it. It says, he looks up into heaven with a deep sigh, and he, and he utters these words from in Chaldean, which can be translated, be opened. As I was looking for, where does this phrase or this word show up anywhere else in scripture? The only place I could find uh, similarly uh, similarly where it uh, popped up in scripture was in Daniel chapter six when he was um, he was a prince of of, uh, of Israel who was now in captivity to the Babylonians and and he was being threatened uh, if he continued to pray to the Lord and the scripture says in Daniel chapter six verse ten, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed and this was a law that was going to get him in trouble, he went home and he knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards. Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day, just as he has always done, giving thanks to his God. Well, if you remember the story, that led to Daniel being thrown into the lion's den. Uh, Daniel lived through the ordeal, if you didn't know the rest of that story. Um, but and, but that phrase in Chaldean is the, like the windows are opened. So Jesus lets out this sigh, and, and, and then he says, let the, let the windows of heaven be opened up. God isn't predictable. And Jesus gave us a glimpse at the image of the invisible God, the heart of God, what God wants to do. He would He, he, he shown light on who God is and what God wants to accomplish. God is dependable, though he doesn't always uh, prove to be predictable. But he also wanted to make a, an, an opening for you and I that that when he opened the heavens, god would pour out for us everything that we needed the scripture says in john chapter 1 verses 50 to 51 it says you will see greater things than these than these and he said to him truly truly i say to you you will see heaven opened and the angels of god ascending and descending on the son of man god said to one of his disciples just because just because i said something to you and you believed what i said you're gonna see greater things than these. Um, Jesus is the spitting image. Uh, if we wanna use our vernacular, use our words. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And what he wants to shine light on is the fact that God is dependable. He wants to shine light on the fact that, that he wants to open up the, the windows of heaven for you. He wants to see how, how God tended to Jesus and his needs, and he will tend to your needs. Because we have an advocate. We have one who sits on the throne and he converses with God. He is God and he looks after our needs and watches over us. The scripture says in this passage that after Jesus healed him, of course the man was excited and he told everyone else, don't tell anyone. And the more he told people not to tell, the more they told. It's like telling telling a little child, hey, we're we're gonna go get some ice cream later, but don't tell anybody else. Can you imagine telling a little kid that you're going to go get some ice cream, but don't tell anybody else? What are they going to do? They will not be able to keep that secret. They're going to drive you crazy until you get them two scoops of that favorite ice cream. There's just some things you can't keep secret. And as I'm seeing how, how Jesus is showing us who God is, the people are so excited that they can't stop talking about him. Have you ever stopped talking about God? Did you know that you and I have been given a glimpse of the invisible God through Jesus? What he's done for us, what he continues to do for us, how he completes his promises, how he's dependable, how he wants to open up so many blessings and how he has blessed us in so many ways, but yet we've stopped talking about him. And yet he's done so many ama- amazing things. He's the image of the invisible God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter one, verse 18 and 19, that you may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might. It's immeasurable greatness. The image of the invisible God is a God who has immeasurable power. And he's working toward those who believe. To be honest, I'm convicted that I don't believe enough. He has all this power. He's dependable. He wants to open up heaven for us. He's just looking for people who believe so that he can go back to doing what he's always done, the immeasurable. i I'm want to ask if just there where you are, and as you can see, I'm not behind the pulpit today. We're doing our summer series and, and I'm here in the lobby of, of one of our campuses, the campus here in, in New Braunfels. But wherever you are, watching this, I want you to just bow your heads, close your eyes, and say, God, forgive me for how I stopped talking about you. And if you're still talking to him and if you're still letting others know about him and you're doing, that's awesome. But if you find yourself not talking about him enough, just say, God, I'm sorry. Would you restore me to that kind of excitement that I see in Mark chapter seven? Would I be... um, someone that would would paint a picture of who you are to the world. God, you know our heart, you know how we need you. Lord, you also understand our size when we're overwhelmed, when we're burdened, when we feel like failures, when nothing seems to be working out. And we pray to you, and we ask you to do certain things in certain ways, and you don't do it. And maybe a little bit we forget who you really are. Lord, would you remind us of your promises? Would you remind us that you are faithful, you are dependable, we can trust in you, and that you really want to open up the windows of heaven for your believers? Lord, we worship you today, wherever we are, um, whatever situation we're in. Lord, if if we've... been asking a specific way, and it's been affecting our prayers, and Lord, we we pray that you would help us to not put you in a box, but remember that that you came to show us God the Father and the heart of God the Father. Jesus, we thank you for your investment in us, and we pray that you would um, restore our excitement for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't have a church home um, I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to, to come out to Crossroads Church. We have services in San Antonio, 3910 West Avenue there in San Antonio, and it's at 11 o'clock on Sundays. And then in New Braunfels, and, the, and it's on 1895 um, Walnut Avenue and uh, South Walnut Avenue, and it's at 1030 on Sunday mornings as well. So both are on Sunday. I'm not sure if I said Saturday the first one, but anyway, they're on Sunday. Uh, San Antonio's at 11, New Braunfels is at... Um, at 10 30. And then our Spanish service in New Braunfels is at 12 30. And, uh, as I said before, if you don't have a church family, you don't have a church home, uh, we would love to, to walk in fellowship with Jesus with you. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit CrossroadsTX.Church.